Shut up and sit down. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Third Shift. This is episode 216. I, of course, am your host. Yes, I get to say it again for the first time in two weeks. The greatest man who's ever lived. Your funky leader. It's me. It's Matt. With me, as always, it's my buddy, the Beastmaster of Third Shift. He doesn't get the the this, the that, the this. You just have to be a faithful listener to understand why he's the Beastmaster of Third Shift. And he's there. He's my buddy, Eric, and that's when he is. And I'm going to ask him. There he is. Look at He's, he's so happy. He's, he's he's putting on a St. Patrick's voice, even though it's not St. Patty's Day. <laughs> and I'm going to start the show, like I always do, by asking my buddy Eric, Dude, sir, oh, how was your week this week? Let me tell you, I was going for the spooky old leprechaun, not the happy leprechaun. You know, like the one who steals your gold and your soul at the same time. <laughs> The sixth version, he like goes back to the hood and then <laughs> yeah, like oh leprechaun God. in the hood. Leprechaun in the hood. Oh, let's not remember any of those. Let's just remember the first <laughs> one. You know, that's all we need to do. Let me tell you. So, hey, how my week's been? Well, you know, I had a three day weekend. I had taken the Monday off. I said, I'm going over to Candyland. If y'all don't know, it's a place in work that's all magical and everything, but you can't take any vacation when you're in Candyland because COVID has destroyed the world. So, took a day off. I said, bam, three-day weekend. And it was great. It was wonderful. You know, it's crazy how you get to Sunday and, you know, you always get that dread. You know it's going to yeah. be Monday. So your Sunday's kind of ruined pretty much after like 12 or 1. Oh, yeah. When you got Monday off, it's not ruined. Your Sunday is Sunday and it's beautiful and it's wonderful. It's a magical feeling. It is. And, and I, I was going to say, but your Monday's ruined. But your Monday would have normally been ruined. ruined it's just anyway. ruined in a different way. Yeah. It's so flip-flopped. It's, yeah. It still feels better because it's better than the Monday you were going to have. Yeah. So instead of that pure disappointment, you're at least like, well, it could be worse. But for me, that Monday afternoon dread is worse than the Monday morning dread. Because for me, Monday morning dread is get up, shower, eat, drive, and there it is. Whereas you wake up, and when you got that afternoon dread, it's just... This little ape just hanging over your shoulder, breathing on you, breathe, drooling. He's coming to it. Oh, it's work tomorrow. God damn it! <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I that's don't just ever me. want to go. I think that's just you because I feel lighter. I feel like that monkey is like lightly spritzing the back of my neck instead of like slobbering on my neck. <laughs> He's got a little squirt bottle. <laughs> hey man, how's that feel? Hey, that's cool, you're, right? You're gonna go to work, man, but that's okay. Don't even worry about it. And he pets my little bald head <laughs> a little bit, you know, and everything's uh-huh. fine. It's great. So, yeah, had a good weekend. Had some fun. Uh, I've told you guys for three weeks running, I haven't really played a ton of games. And, well, that's kind of ended, but kind of not. Like, I feel like it's hard to explain because my whole world's shifted. I, 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 I go to bed at like 8, I wake up at like 3 in the morning. Mm. And I feel like I get the same amount of game time, but sometimes I don't because I'm like, I get tired in the morning. So like uh, like five thirty, I'll go back to sleep for like forty minutes, and then wake back up. <laughs> so it's like really weird what's going on in my life right now. But yeah. I did play a whole bunch of Thirteen Sentinels. I am almost there. I am almost there. I've got like three or four more battles with the uh, the destruction side. I've got everybody up to about eighty percent or so in their storyline. So I feel like two to three more sessions, and this game's gonna be wrapped up. 
and it's incredible. I've told you and I've gushed about it before and I can't talk about it at all because talking about it at all starts to spoil the story and spoil all the twists and all the turns and all the ridiculousness. So I'm not going to do that because I'm hoping someday Matt realizes it's amazing and plays it. But I will just say it is awesome and it continues to keep on twisting and turning and putting everything together and the pieces, you know, it's all coming together now. So everything's falling into place. I'm starting to understand exactly what's going on and they're putting it together in such a way that the final pieces, the piece that really just gives you the picture, it's not there yet. But you got enough to where you're all like, oh, 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 yeah, oh, but you're still like, but why? And and I know, and it's going to click. I said it a few episodes ago. It's all going to go, and I'm going to go, God dang. And the bass is going to drop, and that dubstep's going to kick in. I'm like, wow, mind blown. It's going to be great. It's coming. I can't wait. The characters are fascinating. They're freaking amazing. Having a ton of fun with it. So at 3.30 in the morning, you'll see me over there still playing that game. <laughs> with nobody else in the world up with my friends list saying zero friends online because it's three thirty in the morning. <laughs> what a weird world I live in. But hey, that's where I am. Now I did also play some World of Warcraft. The Halloween events kicking in, so I've been on there. I uh transferred over one of my top end mages over to the the uh, the, the realm we're gonna be playing in. Got her going through the storylines again because I switched over to Alliance side from Horde, which is it's confusing the hell out of me. Because, of course, on the Horde side, I played through the whole story, did all the stuff. I was max at level, just needed to cut, you know, clean up a couple things. But then I switched, and now it's like, hey, welcome to Battle for Azeroth. You've got to join the Alliance and fight over here. And I'm like, I already, man. I mean, it's a whole different story, obviously, because it's the Alliance right. side. But I'm like, I don't know. I'm, I'm just supposed to be getting my amulet finished up and then go fight in Azoth, and that's it. Nope. Oh, you're Alliance. Now you got to start from the sky finishing line over here and take a boat over to the new land adventure in the new world i'm like oh, i don't want to do all this again i didn't even know you could cross the streams now that's pretty cool yeah so you could actually play with your buddies who are on alliance when you've always been hard that's yeah, yeah. neat but it's weird that it i mean there's no other way to do it i guess do a little bucky bucks and then you transform into a whole new character and yep you get to go play with all your friends who rode alliance or did whatever and away you go. So I'm excited and I love it and I can't wait to get to the Shadowlands and do all the cool stuff. But I'm not excited about doing this whole story again. I wish they'd give you some kind of option. It says, oh, we've seen that you've done the Horde side of the whole story. Do you want to recap for the Alliance? And then say oh, yeah, yes. There you go. And then boom, it just skips me to the end of the Alliance story to where I should be and then move forward from there. But alas, it's not going to... So I'm just going to go mainline the story and get through it, and that way I'm ready for Shadowlands. So I won't keep talking about that, but last but not least, man, Ghost of Tsushima Legends popped up, everybody. It came out, and I said, man, we got to get out and play. It's Friday night. You know we're rocking it. And you went, I forgot it came out. I'm downloading it. We're going to do it. And jeez, old Pete's, this free DLC is incredible. Yeah. It's like a whole new game almost on top of the game itself for free. I can't I can't even begin to explain how baffling it is when we're playing and I'm just like I would have paid 30 bucks for this. Like Absolutely. Without yeah. even thinking about it. I'd have paid 30 bucks for this. I would have paid 30 bucks for this or you could have released this as like a stopgap game like 6 months from now. You'd be like, "Hey, we got a little special treat for you guys, you know, Far Cry 
Blood Dragon style. Here's this crazy Legends mode that we just made into its own standalone thing. Poof. Everybody would play this. This is awesome. Mm-hmm. But instead, they release it now. And it's out. It's playable. Free. No strings attached. Nothing. And you go in, and it, you're not Jin anymore. You you get a whole storytelling session by uh, this old cranky dude who's like, oh, the ghost of Tsushima. And kind of tells you how there's like a bunch of legends out there, which you kind of already knew. Because in some of the mystic adventures that you go on with Jin, mm-hmm. you find out that there's other famous people who've done crazy things throughout time, the, the time over there in Japan, etc. So you take the role of these other ghosts of Tsushima, and then you're kind of going through and, and saving the day from these mystic, is it the, what are they called? They're Oni, yeah. Yeah, there you go. The big <laughs> the big boss. And we haven't even finished the story yet, right. so I can't speak to where it goes, but I have already heard that the big raid's going to be about finally getting the big baddie, the Oni or whatever mm-hmm. it is, and killing it but up until then the stories lead you on chase to chase and chase to chase you know chasing it the whole way through and then the raid's going to be finally going up against it and then other storyline stuff but whatever they've included like cool little puzzles they've included you getting like different elements and then your buddies getting different elements and so that Mm -hmm. way you kill certain baddies and then of course the sneaking stuff they got a bronze silver gold bracket going on so that way your skill level can change up and down there's so much more stuff that we haven't even seen yet. Obviously, we haven't finished the story, but like going through all the unlocks you can get for every single character, it's like, oh, beat the story with this, do this. Now, like, uncover secret Oni chests. Where the hell are those? We haven't even seen that yet. Open up 10 of those to get this, and then, you know, complete this in this cool setting with this on nightmare difficulty, and blah, 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 blah. So just throwing mods on top of mods on top of extras on top of extras to unlock more and more and more things to keep you playing this mode across four different character classes with all unique unlocks and abilities and specials and jesus christ it's ridiculous yeah the gear they got the green blues purples legendaries everything for you out there and all those pieces give you like matt said new skills and improve your key level which is what you need to get to the silver version and the gold version and as matt said in the silver and gold version things get more difficult and not only just more difficult but change like i finally did a silver version of the very first story and all of a sudden enemy placements were completely different there was an oni chest that you could open but once you opened it like it attracted this whole thing of baddies to it and you had to defeat all the baddies to get to the oni chest and then of course like i said everything changes there's just one part where you're, there's a bunch of baddies in a in a uh, cart and a horse going forward. And the bronze version, you just sneak up behind and you just two-man, boop, 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 kill them mm-hmm. all the way up to the horse, and you won the level. That was it. It was pretty easy. Me and Matt were like, yay, we're so cool. Look at us. That was it. Uh-huh. And the silver version, they've got archers up on the different cliff sides waiting for you. Nice. And, and the devil dog's all hidden in the bushes waiting. So that way if you screw up or try to attack anybody, the devil dog spots you and everything goes haywire and all goes south. Mm-hmm. And I imagine the gold version is going to change even more and make it even more difficult and harder. And, of course, all the baddies have more HP. More of them are connected, so you have to make sure you're keeping mm-hmm. them together. It's bananas. It is wonderful. It is challenging. It's difficult. If you want an easy time, just play the bronze. You're going to have a good time. Silver, obviously, is a challenge. And gold, I haven't even touched yet. I imagine it's going to be crazy hard. And you're going to have to be super focused, which, as long as you don't drink beers, it's a lot of fun. Drink a beer, that's going to be out of the question. That's one thing I'm actually terrified of, because when you go to the survival mode, which we haven't even talked about, which is a wave-based, horde-based mode type of thing, 
Again, bronze, pretty easy. Silver adds a few couple waves and a lot more modifiers to like the boss waves that are coming at you with Oni with crazy abilities. You know, the, you put them down and they put a blinding flash of light. Some have like poison poofs. And that first time through, we didn't know what any of those were or how they worked. So it's just a terrifying surprise every single time. And then you go up to gold mode on that and the mission fails if you lose even one single player the way all the way through. Mm-hmm. So that's horrifying but also you have that long bleed out time so i guess it wouldn't be that hard but there were all those times in the bronze modes and the couple silvers that i was in where i was in taking care of business somebody got a lucky shot and all three of those idiot goons that i was pugging with were just all the way across the map hum do dum 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 do it a jig or something so yeah i don't know for a coordinated team that sounds like awesome ridiculous fun and super tough and interesting and cool i can't wait till we're good enough to do that Yes, and of course, through it all, you're rewarded with great loot. It's always a surprise what you get, so it keeps you coming back because you're like, oh man, I really, really, really need a good uh, longbow or whatever. So you keep going and going, hoping to get that perfect one that complements what you're trying to do, whether it be poisoned, you know, that kind of thing, because they got different stats and upgrades depending on what you're trying to go for. They roll different. It's just, it's just cool. It's just so much fun. The katanas are my favorite thing. Because you get a katana, you're like, sweet, I got a sword breaker katana, so I'm good against these sword dudes. And then you get a katana that's ten times better, but it's only for brutes. And you're like, oh crap, I don't want to use this. But then it also, oh, it has the chance to ignite enemies. So you're wailing around and then just people are bursting into flames. You get some katanas where you it gives you more than one stance to switch to. Oh, so good. It's 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 so much fun to see what your loot is. And what its effects are. Because I've used so many ghost weapons that I don't even like, like the caltrops and stuff, because it has some cool bonus effect on the bottom that makes it all worth it. Oh, it's just ridiculous and good. I was just about to say, I don't even like caltrops that much, but I got caltrops that light people on fire. So I'm like, yeah, uh, yes, please. I'm going to throw all the caltrops down. Everyone's going to be on fire, staggering around, and I'm going to murder them. And uh-huh. we win. What a win. And of course, as Matt said, you got the four different classes. So you get to play samurai, ronin, hunter, or assassin. So you get your different playstyles, you can level them all up, get different gear for them. And a raid on top of it all is coming soon. So you got to get your key level up so you can go into this raid and get the ultimate gear and do the ultimate final story. I just got, wow, what a day, what a game, what a DLC. I already had a great time platinum the main game. And then Uh this is just like nothing but bonus fun. And I'm like... I'm all for it, man. That's a 60 bucks well spent. There's nothing to say on that, except for what I've been doing this week. Oh, my goodness. I've been playing Ghost of Tsushima. And I now, see, I, I was going to be a good boy and not even do story without my buddy. But now, screw it. I'm mm. just going to do silver stories and gold stories. And I'm going to find some guys to do, do a raid with. I didn't do any of the new stories. I only did the very first level story because specifically when individuals were on with me, they said, hey, let's get you wrapped up in story. And I said, no, 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 no. I think I got to wait for my buddy, Matt. I think we're doing that as a team. And he said, okay, well, then let's just go get you a silver on the first one and see how you do. And that's okay. what we did. Okay, so I'll, I'll go pug a silver a on silver the first one. A silver on the one. first one. There you go. But I, I have been doing a couple survivals because that's just it's the same thing, doing the survival silvers like we were doing. So I've been having a blast with that. Just it's it's now it's gotten to the point where like Hades was last week or the week before, where I get home and I'm just like I do the Dave Chappelle scratch my neck thing and I go, Man, uh, what should I do? I should really like clean up this or go take care of that. Man, but I should really play some ghosts. I gotta play some ghosts. I'm I'm just gonna play some ghosts. And I do a round and it's forty minutes and I go, Oh, where'd all my time go? 
Well, let's just play another one. It doesn't matter. Do, 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 do. So I've been having a blast with that. It's it's everything we just said. It's so fun and ridiculous and such a great add-on. I've unlocked my next class. And I, what I what I love is that most of your gear can carry over to that next class. So I'm getting a jump. I went from, you know, one key level up to like 30-some just because I packed my katanas and this and that on her. And that it's got a whole another skill tree and all the unlocks, all the cosmetics, everything to unlock with that character. And then I have two more on top of that. It's just... I can't get enough of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I mentioned it just a second ago. So I'll say, I've also been playing Hades. Not quite as much like a fiend as I was, but I did get my first escape on Saturday night. Oh, and it felt yeah. great, and it felt good, and it felt, like, really easy. And I used my least favorite weapon, and I got to that final boss, and I was like, I don't know if I can do this. And I smoked him. I destroyed him. And I went, where has this been all my life? Woo! And then, just like we said, I got past that, and some story happened, and there were more pieces that were slotted into place on this side. And I was like, but I thought I already had some pieces on this side. I thought this was going to mesh them together. But now there's so many more questions. And I'm like, but I have questions from going out there to bring back here, and I'm not getting the answers, and i got to progress more and get out there more to make it all Keep happen again. And then it, now it's dropping in modifiers, so each run you can make it harder for yourself, but get better bonuses each time. Oh, it's so good and so much fun. I just did another run. I, can't, I only had an hour before the show, so it's like, well, I'll do a default run. Just like every time. All the different combinations of boons and abilities and the weapon you take in and the version of the weapon that you take in and how that goes with or against the boons that you pick up because you're so used to picking up these, but they don't really work with the new style you're going with. Oh, so much fun. So ridiculous. I'm falling back in love with Hades again. I'm like the distracted boyfriend meme. I'm like, come on, ghost. What's that? Hades. Hey. Come, oh, come on, Hades. What? Whoa, ghost. Sweet. I like oh, you both. Man. You both got different qualities. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, I've actually been getting back on stream with Yaxa 5 Remastered, having a blast with that, kicking people in the face and having a great time. Substory Alley, I still don't think I finished it off, but then I found, geez, some of these substories are so long in this one. It's ridiculous, but I love it. Oh, just having a blast with that. And, of course, Animal Crossing New Horizons been just redoing the whole island having a great time with that nobody wants to hear about that i've been talking about it since freaking march but it's still a lot of fun and i think that was my week those were all the games i played this week eric's got a game that's coming out for you i'm telling you right now matt you were supposed to tell us how spooky and how crazy your animal crossing is with the halloween add-on and all the pumpkins and everything going on and the decorations you can get come on man you were supposed to lead me in (laughs) okay well well i will say I will say I'm not a Halloween person in real life. And when all the stuff came out, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. But then I started actually putting the Halloween stuff around my island. I was like, well, I bought this, you know, Halloween, like little lantern with a jack-o'-lantern hanging off the side of it. I bought that at the shop and I put it out and I was like, damn, that looks really good. All right, let me let me craft another one, put it over here. Let me craft another one, put it over there. Oh, I got like raggedy clothes and I, I bought like face makeup at the shop. So now I'm like a little zombie dude. When I get stung by a wasp, he's got like a swollen up eye. So it looks even more creepy and zombie-like. Oh man, so I'm putting Halloween stuff all over my island. It's dark and it's creepy. And if you like dark and creepy, you're going to love this game. Let me tell you, Amnesia Rebirth, boys and girls. October 20th, it just went up. PlayStation 4 and PC, you can get it as we speak. 
Now, Amnesia goes back a long ways, all right? They've got several games in the Amnesia storyline. They got Soma, which was released a few uh, years ago. All very spooky, all very scary. First person, psychological fear and terror and horror. Amnesia in particular actually is all based around you, first person, going into an area and you have to control, mitigate your fear levels by hiding from monsters, keeping lights on, that kind of thing. Rebirth is no different. In this one, you are Tassie, uh, a woman with her significant other. They're on this plane. They crash. All of a sudden, you wake back up. You're on a plane. Everybody else is gone. Your memories are completely wiped. Stuff starts happening. You're like, oh, my God. Uh, you had a, You had a child together. And then you have to piece together what happened, what's going on. So you venture out in the desert. You start finding these caves. And you go into these dark, dark caves. And then spooky stuff starts happening. Creatures, psychological, weird, crazy events start taking place. The the uh, you get light. No, well, at the very beginning you get matches. All right, so you got to light these torches and try to keep the lights on. But when you go in the dark, you start having hallucinations. You start seeing tears in the darkness. Your fear levels start going up, and you go crazy. And then you discover like these doorways that allow you to go in like these portals, these little shifts in time while you're in these caves. And then they start kind of backtracking and filling in the gaps. And so your memories start coming back. You start seeing parts of things, what happened. You start to learn all sorts of crazy stuff that you didn't know. And it all slowly pieces together. And along the way, like, they show you this weird kind of, like, old-school ancient religious thing going on in these caves where there's, like, these weird mumbo-jumbo idols and things going on. And then it ties it into what's going on with you and these monsters that start to appear. And you can't tell if it's real, if it's psychological, or what's going on. But that's part of amnesia. You know, it's always been kind of there. Is this person insane? Is there really creatures in the dark? What's going on? It's terrifying. It's scary. It's dark. It's miserable. You're trying to keep the lights on, and you're trying to figure out what the hell happened to you, your hubby, and all the crew that was on that plane. And as you go along in this first-person little story, you're going to see all that, you're going to experience all that, and you're going to get all sorts of jump scares and everything else. It's perfect for Halloween. It's a great game to play if you love the whole spooky thing. Put on your headphones, get it in the dark, get down in your little basement, play this title with nothing going on, and then when you hear like something jump in real life, you're freaking out, and you smash your screen, and you get all bloody knuckled, blood's dripping everywhere, you try to go to the hospital, but you fall down the stairs, you break your neck, your family finds you decaying and rotting in the morning. Boom! Man, what a great story for Halloween. Play Amnesia Rebirth. I can't tell you. It's good stuff. (laughs) Speaking of dying, this game, you do die a lot in this game, but it's not a scary game, but it it did make me think. I wrote down, you know, my release for this week. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be talking about Disc Room, developed by J.W. Terry Kitty and Doze, and published by Devolver Digital. And I was going to write down in my little notes, like, hey, this game is all about dying to horrible stuff. And I went... So many of my games lately have been about dying repeatedly over and over and over. Spelunky 2, Hades, <laughs> Electronic Super Joy 2, <laughs> Disc Room. Ah, it's hard, hard to say what kind of game it is. This is a game where in, you go into a room and there's lots of like big spinning saw blades all over the place. And you're this little like scientist guy running through this room trying to dodge all these saw blades. And that's basically all the game is, is you're running around dodging the saw blades, but each room has like a challenge or each door as an exit to the room has some challenge that you need to complete to unlock that door. Like you get in the first room, it's an easy challenge, survive for 10 seconds. So you're running around dodging the saw blades, more are spawning in, different ones with different abilities are spawning in, but you last for 10 seconds before you die. Big blood splat, 
You hit A to restart, super easy, you know, just like Super Meat Boy style. Quick response, all that stuff. So that door opens. So you go into that next door, and it says, survive for less than five seconds is one of the challenges. So run in, get hit by one of the saws, that opens another door. In that next room, it's survive in this whole area, this whole region that you're in, all these rooms, for a total of three minutes. Okay, so I got to go back to one of the previous doors and find one of the side doors in there to complete another cool challenge. It sounds like a difficult game, but this is a game that rewards you. I mean, it's a game all about getting killed by these blades, but it rewards you for doing so, because there are challenges where you have to survive for a long time, but then there's ones where it's like get killed by all the blades in this region. So you got to go to different rooms to find the different blades that spawn, because there's big ones, there's little ones, there's ones that trace around the corners of the screen, there's some that kind of like hover around and then will dash at you, there's like big ones that let off little mini baby blades behind them. It's fun, and it's just not, it's not a big serious game. It's this silly game where you run around and you run into saw blades and you get killed. But depending on how well or poorly you do, you unlock the next room, you keep moving on. I don't know, people have been giving this really, really good reviews. The more I watch it, the more I hear about it, the more I want to play Disc Room for myself. It also goes into more like puzzle territory. Like there are boss saw blades that you fight where, you know, it's this big thing, it's shooting out stuff, but maybe you have to pick up little pellets across the room. So you have to survive long enough to get enough of those to kill the boss. Or there's certain like other biomes you go into where instead of just running around surviving, there's like a big circular pressure plate in the middle. So you only progress like the timer or you tick down the timer of the boss when you're standing on that pressure plate. So you got to lure it out and then circle back in and spend a lot of time zip, zip, zapping around on that. So if you like puzzle games or kind of not really Twitch, you know, action games like Super Meat Boy, but if you like games where you can progress and kind of puzzle things out and things move quick and when you die, you just respawn in real quick, Disc Room is going to be up your alley. It's got really cool music. It's got really nice graphics. It has that almost like the best Flash game you remember from back in the day, because some of those had some really good graphics, like Castle Crashers. It has that Castle Crashers kind of graphical vibe to it. I don't know. If just running around, having a good time, puzzling things out sounds good to you, you should check out Disc Room. It's a fast, fun, frenetic time. It's silly. It's goofy. Also, you can unlock a bunch of powers. Like, I think a few of them are unlocked the more you die. Then you get like a dash where you're invulnerable during your dash. You can slow down time around you. You can clone yourself. So you put out like three different clones. If two of them get hit, you're still alive with the other one running around. All kinds of cool powers that you can unlock by dying to these blades or figuring out the puzzles to unlock the powers in the region that you're in. So like I said, it it rewards you for dying, and then also for being skilled at avoiding these saw blades. I don't know, it's a weird game to describe, run around and dodge saw blades, but when you watch it in action, you'll get it. It's Disc Room, you should get it right now for your Switch or your PC. Now, <clears throat> I did it this week, so it's like a disease. I forgot to tell you that Frictional Games is the one who published and developed for Amnesia Rebirth. So there you go, the credits credits do, okay? Go in there and check them out. They're great people, they make a lot of scary-ass games, and you're going to enjoy them. But you were speaking about Devolver Digital, and I did want to give a shout-out, congratulations, Devolver Digital and Crow Team, the guys who did, guys and gals, mind you, who did uh, Serious Sam, etc. They've merged, they've become one, as they said, you know, hilariously on their Twitter and stuff, that they, they decided to get married, and, you know, they, they thought they dated long enough, etc. It was, it was good. They're together now. 
So you know what? Good on those guys and gals for making moves, doing what they got to do, getting bigger, getting better, Devolver and them. They've all been putting out great stuff. So Yeah, definitely agree. It was, it was a nice, cool surprise to wake up to on the Twitter machine a day or two ago. I was like, hey, hey, wait, I know Crow Team from something. Hey, awesome. Congratulations on your wedding, Crow Team and Devolver Digital. And congratulations to any of you out there who are still playing Borderlands the pre-sequel. Because mm. we got shift codes for Golden Keys in that fantastic game mm. that every time we mention it, I, we I say think, we man, play. gosh, I, got, I never even maxed out Wilhelm, dude. I know, I we got, just got to finish. We got to finish. <sighs> I need to get a theme of the rest of the way up there. <laughs> So hit up the Twitter, the Red, the Forms, the Instagram. Hit up your preferred shift code provider and get yourself some of those keys for some awesome loot in a fantastic game. And while you're out there fishing around, finding third shift site to get your keys and doing all the things you need to be doing, I need you guys to also shift over and go to my name is Bife because you're going to go, well, who the hell is that? And I'm going to say, if you don't know who that is, he's an individual whom I learned about through the Destiny community. He started doing lore stuff like crazy on the Destiny, uh, you know, game one. And then, of course, Destiny 2, putting it together, piecing together in cool podcast format, you know, video format, etc. So you could listen in, learn about all the lore, all the story for these that wonderful game. Now, I, out of the blue, had no idea. It was just weird. He came out and said, hey, I can't wait to bring you guys this. He's teamed up with Godfall. All right, Gearbox official, everybody else, a counterplay. And now he's going to be doing a whole big lore segment on Godfall. And I'm super stoked because if you don't know, My Name is Bife does a immaculate, fantastic job of taking lore, putting it together, and then giving you this beautiful storyline that anybody can follow and figure out and give you what you need to know all about that story and what's going on. And he's about to do it now with Godfall, which we've already talked about. We're super stoked to play and want to play. Can't wait to play. And we're about to just get this crazy cool video with, as he also said, all new gameplay, etc. in there. And, you know, cutscenes and stuff that you've never seen before. So you're getting it all. I don't know when it's coming. They didn't say, but they said it's coming. And they're all super excited. And I can't, I'm super excited. I don't know when it's coming. Oh my God. I imagine it's going to be in the next week because the game comes out in two weeks. So... Who's out, who's a? We'll see. But I want to let everybody out there know to be keeping an eye out for it. Yeah, I had no idea who My Name is Bife is, but your discussion of all the cool stuff we're going to be getting when all the lore and behind the scenes and new gameplay stuff, that's got me, it got, I'm scratching my neck again. I'm, I'm being oh, Dave man, Chappelle. I'm hey, y'all got video. any more of that Godfall videos? Oh, man. Mm-hmm. But if you're itching for some more Godfall, God damn, that was good. Good Woo! job, B. You should also check out this enormous... Very long, or at least it was very long when I was trying to read it earlier today, article from IGN with the people from Counterplay Games talking all about Godfall and all kinds of things. Customization, their loot theories, the skill trees, how that's going to progress. We actually get our first look that I've seen anyway at the skill tree or the skill, like big skill rectangle, I guess. The grid master. The grid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So many different topics in this. One of the things I wanted to pull out of there was... I really loved getting to see that skill tree because they have a little photo album in there of many different pages of the skill tree and like the the different levels that each skill could progress through. That made me so happy when I was flipping through. I was like, man, this is so cool and so cool. And then I found the one for the siphon skill tree where it's like, oh, you know, you're siphoning damage off of an enemy. The first level, it's like, oh, 10% siphon damage. And then the second one was like, hey, if you kill an enemy with your siphon damage, you spawn a copy of that enemy that will fight with you for a while. And I went, what, huh? 
And then like third level was like 20% siphon damage. And then the fourth level was another add-on to after you kill an enemy with your siphon damage. Not only do you get this pet, but then it buffs you up or or whatever it was. I got so excited, I jumped out of my chair and I threw my phone. And, and then I had to reboot it because I lost all the data that I had. And of course, while you're doing that and going, siphon's so cool, I was like... Right smack dab in the middle, man. Archon Fury, increasing the Archon duration, increasing the Archon charge speeds, increasing this, increasing Archon this, increasing Archon that. And I went, oh yeah, when I can just be a god forever and never have to stop, that's what I'm talking about. So yeah, like you, I was super happy to see this and I loved how they went through all the different pictures of the ones they got to see. And then you can look over and check out all the different levels to it. And then they were like, hey, you're just going to start in a corner and then you're just going to build the way you want to build. And if you don't like what you're doing, you can always reset it and go a different way. If it ain't if it ain't accommodating the build you're going for or whatever, you can do that. So I love that. And upon that, with all their other systems, they're trying to make sure you understand that there are so many ways to just tweak and finesse your character into what you want it to be and how you want it to act. That's just insane. Speaking on those tweaks and making things be just the way you want to be, one other piece that I wanted to pull out, they were talking about how you can level up and then upgrade your weapons. I think they had, they had different names for it in the game, like enchant and then enhance or something like that. But they were saying you can take just a weapon that you found that you really like and you they have a system to level it up. So now it's a you know level 10 gauntlet of Shaz Doom or whatever, but then you can also upgrade its rarity. So if you find some weapon you really like or something you think looks really badass, but it's, you know, only a level one thing, you can make it badass. You can make it a legendary. Yeah. If you like the way this sword looks, you can upgrade it and enhance it and make it the badass sword that you want it to be. God, I love stuff like that. It's not just transmog, but you can take your thing and you can have a story that goes with it. I got this thing down when we were in the Waterlands, and it carried with me all the way through to the end. This is my damn sword. That's the difference. Exactly, that's the difference. It's like, I love transmog. I love the fact that you can take some base weapon you thought was really cool, basic broadsword, and then just transmog it onto your legendary, and boom, you got a broadsword. But this is one step even better, because like you said... Now you can be like, oh, remember when we played that night we were so drunk and I was over there with the stick of Mojada being an idiot and just whacking, whacking, whacking. And we made it a joke at the time, but then I said, no, this stick leveled up and it became a blue and then it became a purple and then a legendary. And now I'm in endgame with the stick of Mojada, legendary, uh-huh. going to town and it's got a whole backstory to it and how we defeated this boss or that boss using sticks, green level sticks. And now they're legendaries. That kind of thing is awesome. And I appreciate it. I mean, imagine if Borderlands had that. If you could take the Bane and make that be your legendary freaking pearlescent tier awesome gun. Killing the last boss. The freaking Bane, dude. Oh, my God. Just screaming. Yes. Oh, that would be so good. That would be just fantastic. So I, I, I definitely loved everything I've heard thus far. Some of the stuff was some stuff. Uh, high, it was Hein. I'm terrible with names. You guys know it. But he was the <laughs> one having the interview with Jonathan Dornbush. Some of the stuff he went over, we'd already talked about a little bit before, but that skill grid master. And then, of course, the crafting with the gear. All that's coming up and coming out. And just his his gusto and his just enthusiasm for how yeah. much tinkering and messing around you're going to get to do with your characters has me super stoked. And it's it's got me excited, but it's also got me scared because, you know, I will I will say a lot of people are like, hey, this sounds great, but we really haven't heard a lot. We I don't know what this game's about. It's not really on the big watch for all the different uh, websites all around. 
for me and you, we're super stoked. This looks oh, great. Yeah. But I do understand how some people are like, well, that sounds great. But I mean, really, like, what is this game going to really be? Ooh, you know, Muchos Grande. And I'm like, from the sounds of it, yes. And I don't want to be let down. I want Counterplay to pull through for me and really deliver on what the hell they're talking about. Because as it stands, I think this is going to be a game that's going to just take me all the way through the holiday having a great time with. It happens literally every week. You listeners can hear it. Every single time a Godfall thing comes out, we go, man, everything they said sounds so awesome. I'm so excited for this. And it keeps mounting and mounting and mounting. I just really hope that there's... There's a lot of longevity in the game itself because I love tinkering with things. I love making my own personal builds and stories with my weapons and my armor and my character. And, you know, even if this isn't the meta way to play it, I love making my characters play it my own way. So if there's a lot of length to the story and lots of repeatable missions that you and I can go do that's that fun, and I can be doing that the whole time, this is going to be like the perfect holiday game, like you said, just blast blast away all that winter depression and all the COVIDness. Get out of here. I'm going to be playing Godfall with my buddy. That's right. That's what I'm talking about. Holiday depression doesn't exist because we got Godfall. It's not even there. <laughs> and someone else who hasn't let us down and gave us all kinds of good stuff to be excited about is Gearbox because we got, as promised, last week and the week before, the skill trees for Amara, Flax, Zane, and Moe's that will be coming with that November 10th first drop of Season Pass 2. Raining down skills and abilities on our faces, having a great time. It felt so good to pull up that Borderlands 3 skill builder again and go, man, what's old Flat gonna get in this here skill tree? Oh, buddy. I did the same thing. I was sitting there at work today, hiding in a little cubby hole in the corner because I couldn't go to my <laughs> desk. I was like, clickety-clack, just looking at the new uh, skill tree for Moe's going oh yeah that's gonna be fun that's gonna be fun that's gonna be fun and they did a great job because in the newest skill tree for Moe's of course you get bear cub and it's exactly what we talked about it's exactly what we said it was gonna be wow third shift predicted it a hundred percent you get a mini iron bear to come out and fight for you and that's how you do it now this mini iron bear gets like all your cool guns, all the cool things to go with. So whatever you pick, if you pick like the salamander or the mini gun, it's gonna have that and it's gonna be out there rocking and rolling. You can get different skill sets and give it like a Vlad off incinerary because it's all about incinerary for Moe's anyway. And I loved it. I loved going in there and picking it. And the reason I said they did a good job is because every skill they had, except for basically one. I went, oh, I'm going to want points in that. Oh, I'm going to want points in that. Yeah, I'm going to want points in that. So I went through there, and everything but the uh, the extra speed, basically, I was like, yeah, I'm going to want some points in this. Now, I'm not going to go through and tell you my exact build. There's people out there better equipped to do that than we are. Mm. But I will say, some points were attributed to everything in that particular skill tree, and then I went ahead, and I went and made two different builds. And I was like, oh, man, I'd tie it with the grenades and get like high, uh, high uh, splash damage with the incinerary grenades. And go that route, so everything's constantly on fire, so you're always getting the regen, etc. And then I went, well, what if I just went down the uh, the other tree there and got the high gun damage, you know, incinerate gun damage, etc. So I went down that tree, and I'm I'm super stoked. Bottom line of this is, I went, okay, I I'm sold. This is for sure going to be my new skill tree. I love the idea of having just another death trap going around, killing everything for me, helping me out, mm-hmm. doing what it needs to do. And I'm so happy they did that. I, you know, I, we knew they would, but there was a small part, of course. I'm like, no, they'll do something else. There won't be that. And I'll be so sad. But it was. And not only just that, 
but combining Iron Cub with that incendiary stuff, there was that one skill that they pointed out in like the little three skill breakdown, where it's like, if enemies are on fire because of you, Iron Cub will not use fuel. So mm-hmm. as long as you just run around burning stuff, he's just out there forever. It's better than Death Trap because Death Trap went you, away. Yeah, he would go away, period, at some point in time. Mm-hmm. So this route, basically, as long as you keep going crazy, you can keep him out forever with you. Uh-huh. And I'm so stoked about that. I was just like, wow. And then the abilities, they had the side, uh, the side abilities you put with the, the main ones. Uh, the one where he, he reduces the fuel amount he's using and this and that. I'm like, uh, duh, of course. I'm like, gotta take that. And, uh, just, I loved it. I loved Moses. I was super high on it. I can't wait to look at it some more and get in depth on it and just play it myself. What'd you think of yours? I'm glad I let you go first because you were super high on everything Moe's, and I am halfway high on everything Flack. We were wondering, I think, a couple weeks ago if we got a look at the action skill. It is Gravity Snare, knocks up and temporarily stuns enemies, and then will periodically do that too. I think for me, I'm still going to stick with my Gamma Burst because if you can periodically do stuff, then that means that every time that there's an enemy in there, it won't do it. And anytime an enemy steps out, it's going to go, boop, boop, hey, what happened? Because that's how my luck goes. But the loaders and the different loadouts that they can get got me excited. But then for me, I think the thing that got me most excited in this skill tree was halfway down. There's one skill in there, and it's one of the ones they highlighted in their little breakdown called Take This, where Flax Pet gets a copy of Flax Shield. And I knew I had to get to that skill, and I was terrified that it was going to be the capstone. But it's not. It's halfway down. And I think after that, for me, not a lot of stuff is too exciting. There's a lot of critical hit stuff. I don't get critical hits. I just spray and I pray, and I hope that we do what we can do. The capstone for this one has to do with, like, your shield cap goes up, and then it immediately begins recharging. But for me, my shields are always broken all the time, 100% of the time. So I think once I get to take this and give Mr. Beef a copy of my shield. And then there is another one up there, that second tier, Combat Veterinarian. When Flack is attacking the same enemy that the pet's attacking, the pet gets some of that damage back as health. So now, I already feed health to Mr. Beef by attacking enemies. Now I'm attacking an enemy that he's attacking, he's getting even more health back, and he's got a copy of my shield to go on top of his health, which never goes down. And since he never goes down, I never go down, this is going to be my, not my primary skill tree, not my secondary skill tree. This is going to be my tertiary one, where I have points in that hunter skill tree that I really hate, or whichever one it is that has rack attack and stuff. (laughs) Now those points will go into here. I will live even longer. Mr. Beef will never die. It's freaking fantastic. So I'm very excited to get to take this. After that, I I think I'm going to rearrange my points around elsewhere. But the fact that Mr. Beef can now get a shield and be up forever even more than he was before, I'm very excited. Yeah, when I read the shield information with you, I went, oh, he's going to love that. Because, like you said, now you're going to be up even longer. It's going to be so ridiculous to get rid of you. It's, it's just stupid. So I knew you'd like at least that, if not the other stuff. And now for me, what I was talking about earlier and I wanted to clarify was the uh, the side skill that you get for uh, Iron Cub is that Moe's gains increased gun damage the longer Iron Bear is active. Nice. I mean, not Iron Bear, Iron Cub. Yeah, yeah. That is incredibly stupidly awesome to me because if you get the, like I said, if you get something that's super incendiary damage, so you go with the grenade route and you're just throwing out splash damage incendiary grenades with a high you know chance of igniting, 
and you're just setting dudes on fire. You're not even trying. You're just setting everything on fire. Iron Cub's never going away. It's just not yeah. going to happen. And so that combined with that, I'm like, oh my god, this is so freaking wonderful. And then the other one that's got me super stoked was the uh, incinder. The Iron Cub spawns an incendiary Vlad off freaking assault rifle in addition to the other weapons that Iron Cub gets. And I'm like, nice. Ah, oh, yes, just to have you doing nothing but fire damage, incendiary damage. But I was like, well, that sounds really cool, and that kind of goes with if I don't go the grenade route with this. But I'm like, well, if I go the grenade route with this and keep him up regardless, and then on top of it give him salamander, which does incendiary damage anyway, so he's out there pulling out the salamander with the increased damage and going nuts. It's just so much fun. And I understand, obviously, incinerary doesn't work on everything, but that's when you just throw out a bunch of splash incinerary grenades, keep all the, the buffs going, switch over to your shock or whatever you need to get the shields down, et cetera, et cetera, then switch back to your incinerary damage uh, weapons and keep going. I can't wait to play with it and experiment with it, so I'm so excited about the Moe's. And, of course, like I said, I was taking a look at yours, and I was like, well, he's going to like the shield stuff, but yeah, I don't know about the other stuff. And then, of course, I was like, well, who do I play other than that? I play Zane. Not a lot, mind you. I've barely even started. I've only played a few hours with the uh, the young one, and uh, I ain't gonna lie, man. Like the Zane's new one just wasn't really for me. I like the ability in which they, uh, the the trap is set, you know, and allows you to kind of like mitigate the damage or whatever. And but I was like, eh, not really my shtick. Not really what I'm talking about. They get, they get, he gets the cannon, and then he's like, you get the extra damage. You can like snipe people, and then like one of the main abilities was if anybody's it pierces. So if it's anybody's behind him, it does damage behind him. But like, how often does that happen? Where you've got a bunch of people on a line like that, it would never really work for me. Plus, it's one of those I love passive abilities, and a lot yeah. of his seem to be like active abilities. So something you engage in while you're playing, and I'm like, eh. I'd end up missing out a lot of opportunities, screwing up because I'm just a doofus. So I was kind of like, well, I mean, I like the idea. I love the look of it and I like the the idea behind it, but it just wasn't really clicking for me. So unfortunately, Zane's new abilities, I was like, meh, okay, well, that's okay. So I haven't had a lot of chance to look at Amara's, but just looking at the new action skill that she gets, you were talking about passive skills versus action skills. And a lot of her skills, you know, you shoot it out and it hits an enemy or it doesn't. What I love is her new action skill, Phase Flare, is someone's a big old orb that just sits there and does constant elemental damage. So if you're in the middle of a freaking crowd going nuts, trying to punch people, switch around, do your guns, boom, put this giant orb out there. Then it also is, you know, it's doing AOE damage to everybody, but then it also says like you can punch it to power it up and make its damage even better. So when you're running around in there like a crazy melee fool, like all the Amaras are, you're pumping that up, and then you can also shoot it out. So if you want to hide behind a rock and go punch, 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 make this orb super big and super badass, and then the boss turns around, poof, now you shoot it at him. You're having a great time, and that orb stays out there for like 30 seconds. So I love that, and I love my new flak tertiary skill tree because there's another one. I forgot about it earlier. I was reminded of it now that we're looking at it with fresh eyes again. Success imminent, the very first skill I'm going to get in that new tree. Whenever Flack or the pet shield breaks or is filled, Flack and his pet create a radiation nova. The cooldown on it is three seconds. I just told you, my shield always breaks. And I think I already have skills that re start refilling my shield really quickly. So every three seconds, there's going to be a giant radiation nova from me, from Mr. Beef, then from me, then from Mr. Beef, from both of us, all the time, nonstop, 
and they're going to be inside the gamma burst as well. Everything's going to be irradiated. It's going to be ridiculous. Everyone's going to be dead. And I and Mr. Beef will live forever. Literally forever. Now, I got him confused, Matt, okay? That's where I was going nuts about. I'm like, wait a minute. Zane's got the the uh, shoulder cannon going on. And you didn't really, you did mention it. But, dude, the gravity snare is going to be great. I know you said it's not going to be because as soon as you put it down, no enemies are going to go into it. And it's going to be a waste of your time. But I was thinking the opposite. I'm like, wow, you put like a, if a bunch of elite bots that are annoying as hell drop right here, you pop that down, it's going to keep popping them up, keeping them snared for us. We can ignore them, go after some other guys or take them out quickly. If it works, like it says, yeah, that would be a great way to control the battlefield. Mm-hmm. And if, you know, when, you know, sometimes shit goes wrong for us while we're yeah. playing and we're like, oh, oh God, the dogs are going crazy or whatever. This would be something that could go boom, pop that down. Dogs are under control. Those suckers keep getting snared up, flying up and down, going nuts. And then we can take them out quickly or just ignore them and get the other crap and then go back. I was like, that'll be really cool. But then, of course, you did say that our luck, you'll put them down. They'll just go around and it'll just be a dumb ability that sits there doing absolutely nothing. And I went, no, you're, you're probably right. You're probably right. I mean, that generally is what happens with us when we play. But I want to be optimistic and say maybe not. Maybe the uh, the range is pretty good. Maybe you know. Maybe it's uh, now. I'm sad because <laughs> I agree with you because I do want to be optimistic because having a really good CC, especially I'm not sure how long the duration is because I just closed my window. If it's a nice long duration and it pops fairly regularly, that would be pretty awesome. But then, dude, my gamma burst is a giant heal aura that makes you never die. So just never die inside of never dying while also doing damage and never dying. And you just never die. You don't have to worry about stuff going wrong. Nothing nothing goes wrong with me. I'm alive forever. Come on. And if you want to know, the duration is 16 seconds with a 36-second cooldown. Okay. So that's that's, that's not not bad. 16 seconds is enough to clear out a wave over here and then get back to it. So it's, it's not bad. So it's something to maybe check out. Maybe we'll go peek at it. And here's an idea. I'm going to say it live on the show. I was going to just tell you off screen, but I'll say it right here right now while we're talking is we need to get in there. And then, like you said, we've already done the main story several times now. We're done with that. Hmm. But we need to do is create new characters. And then we need to play. We need to just take the boost up to where yeah, we can yeah. do whatever. And then only do the DLCs with the new characters that we've created. Which will give us a chance to play through characters we haven't played through yet with doing the DLCs, which we've only done once, probably Mm -hmm. for most of us. I've done some of it, some twice, because, of course, I had to redo all my crap, but you know what I mean. And then do it that way, so we experience the DLCs fresh, well, only for the second time, with new characters. Mm -hmm. And then we get to play with these new abilities, so obviously we'll wait till November 10th or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then we'll rock and roll and do it that way, and then we can come back and tell the people what we think. I like that. That's a good idea. So I think we should do that. I think that's what we will do unless something drastically weird changes and we can't. But I like that idea. That'll keep us fresh in the Borderlands world, keep us getting on some new characters, checking out some new abilities, new stuff, and keep you informed as to whether we think it's a bunch of BS or actually really fun. (laughs) So you've heard our thoughts about our favorite characters' new skill trees. What are your thoughts about your favorite characters' new skill trees? Are you excited? Are you half excited? Are you like halfway excited, but then you got yourself more excited because you remembered other stuff you forgot about earlier? Let us know via the email, thirdshiftme at gmail.com, on the Twitter machine at thirdshiftme, 
and you can still find us on Facebook under Third Shift. I keep telling you, you just got to find We're us there. there. You got to do it. Hey, I'm over there. I check it every day. I'm over there, and I'm like, and it goes, hey, Third Shift needs a post. Hey, you want to say something? And I go, well, and someone <laughs> says something, I'll post, and we'll say something. Until that time, I'm there posting the episode up for you every week. And that's what I do. That's my job over at Facebook. <laughs> and I do it unless Matt doesn't post over on the Twitter. And then I don't post. And then it's just like a weird mystery. And it's just a strange event and a strange week. <laughs> but while you're having a strange time over there on Facebook, you can head on over to Patreon. Because we are there 24-7, treating it like a little old tip jar. You like what you hear, like what we're doing. Want to head over there. Want to give us something. Throw us a buck, two bucks, three bucks, any kind of bucks. Helps us out, keeps the lights on, keeps us going. We totally, awesomely, really, really appreciate it. But hey, you know what? We totally understand if you can't do it, but I recommend you give us a million dollars so that we open up the food line and do all the crazy things and do all the stuff with food and jars, babies and jars, which you probably soon, Matt, I just thought about this the other day. I said, <laughs> people aren't even going to understand what this like babies and jars reference is even going to be. No, they don't. Because Death Stranding was a good game, but it didn't like transcend time. It, it was a great game, but people are going to forget it, yes. It's going to be forgotten. So, like, they're not even going to understand. They're going to literally just go, babies in jars? What a bunch of psychopaths. They're uh-huh. going to do that. It's going to be weird. Good. But we're going to do it regardless because we promised it with the million-dollar thing. So, it's a whole big rigmarole. Go listen to a bunch of past episodes. <laughs> You'll understand it all. Any of the who's. If you like to give us a million bucks, cool. If you can't, you can support us by giving us the likes on said Facebook. You can give us the thumbs up over there on the Twitter. You can give us five-star ratings on iTunes. You can give us mailbag questions, things you want us to talk about. Remember, folks, we love to talk about Gearbox. We love to do everything Gearbox, but we've changed it up a bit. We, we'll talk about whatever game-wise you want. So if you got something you want us to talk about, a game you want us to talk about, something, a developer going crazy, a publisher going crazy, this or that, doesn't matter. We'll talk about it. We'll go research it and have a conversation about what we think. It's all up to you. Throw us those mailbag questions, and we will hook you up. So please do that. Please participate. Have a good time. Go over to Twitch. Follow, subscribe, all that good stuff. It helps us out, and we really appreciate it. And what else really helps us out that we really do appreciate is you listening to every single episode of Third Shift, because that next episode is going to drop on the 29th of October. And you can find that episode on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podbean, on Spotify, and on YouTube. And as I always say, hey... If you like what we're doing and you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, rating, review, a comment, and subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services, because it does help us out, and we really do appreciate it. He said it right, folks. We really do appreciate it, along with that five-star review. Man, you had that, <laughs> you had that voice. God, who does it remind me of? Oh, I can't even remember. Oh, next time, Gadgets. Next time. <laughs> Dr. Claw. <laughs> I am Dr. Claw. Next time, Gadgets. Next time. Meow. That was the cat. Remember the cat? <laughs> You'd always pound the thing and the cat yeah, would go, <laughs> <laughs> Well, hey, you can't, you can't top that at any point in the episode. So until next time, Gadget. There's nothing else to say, but... Shut up and sit down.